Okay, so we are uh, we are on Daf Lamad Aleph Amud Aleph Amud Bet at the bottom of the Amud. Um, we're learning about Chana's special tefillah um, and all the lessons we can learn about it. Uh, the last thing we left off with was how Shmuel answered like uh, he basically argued on a psak halacha that Eli gave. And uh, he was chayv mita for such a thing because he spoke in front of his rabbi. Uh, and Chana uh, and Chana begged that she that Eli should forgive him. Um, and uh, and basically he said, I'll 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 give you an I'll daven for you that you could have a, a son that's even greater than this one. And she said, No, I want this particular son. I want the son that I daven for because it's more personal and meaningful for something that I got in my own effort than something that for your, in your merit you should get me. Um, so, it's all about the effort, you see guys. Um, uh, here's Ez. You know that Ez? Um, uh, okay, brilliant. Okay, so we've got Eitan Kabatznik as well in person here, Baruch Hashem. Eh? So for he's cut to three in a row in person, huh? Schlanger two and Johannesburg one. Okay, we've got a lot to cover, guys, and a lot of it's uh, quite esoteric. So um, let's uh, let's get to it, um, and let's try and get as far as we can in the limited time we have. Um, so basically, we we hear um, it says here, "Vachana he medabert aoliba." Chana davened on her heart. What does that mean, on her heart? That's quite a strange language. You normally, you know, daven with your heart. So, Amr Rabbi Lazar, Mishum Rabbi Yosi ben Zimra, al iskay liba, on the matters of her heart, she davened. Amr Lafan Ribbona Shaloylam, she said before Hashem, Ribbona Shalom, asked the world, Barata Beisha, any everything that you've created in a woman, lo barata davar echad levatola. You didn't create anything uh, for no good reason. And namely wrote, eyes to see, was namely shmoa, and ears to hear, choytem lariach, a nose to smell, pele daber, a mouth to speak, yadam lasot, bohem melacha, um, a uh, hands to do work with them, raglam lalech them, um, legs to walk, dadim lahanik bohem, and breasts to nurse, dadim halalu, uh, these breasts that she's referring to that are on her heart, shenatata alibi that you gave to me on my heart, lama lola nikbahem, I'm not able to nurse a child with them. Tain li bain, give me a child, a son, nikbahem, and I will utilize them to nurse uh, a boy. So that was mean aliba, referring her to her dadim, and that's what it means. She davened about something on her heart. Um, but bottom line is you got to use your entire body uh, for good and uh, and for a woman one of those things is to nurse children. Rebbe Lozer says now this is something uh, disconnected anybody who fasts on Shabbos now Tomorrow in Mirz Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, we're not going to be fasting because Mashiach will come. But uh, if not, then we've got a very unusual 
uh, occurrence, and that is Asara Batevet on a Friday, which means you fast into Shabbos because you only bring up the fast uh, once Shabbos has come in. So it says here, anybody who sits and fasts on Shabbos, Korin Loi Gazar Dinoi Shoshivim Shana. It's so powerful to fast on Shabbos that it uh, cuts away a decree of 70 years. Um, because when you fast on a time when it's particularly difficult to fast, for example, Shabbos, where it's all about enjoyment and good food, and you really don't want to fast on Shabbos, right? And yet you do fast on Shabbos. Um, and obviously there are halachic problems with it because of the Oneg Shabbos. But uh, regarding if you have to fast and you land up fasting on Shabbos, it's particularly strong because you're overcoming so much. And let me add, uh, if you're on holiday and you fast, that's particularly difficult, you know. It's particularly hard to fast on holiday and especially if you're in a place like Cape Town or Platte where it gets so uh, dark so late and it's very, very long, the fast. Um, even in Johannesburg, it's long, um, but not as long as in, in, you know, by the coast, by the south coast. Um, so even though it's so, imp- it's so powerful to fast on Shabbos, you, you still have to repay the debt that you didn't have the oineg of Shabbos because you fasted. So, you know, there's a big, there's a price to pay for something so powerful as fasting on Shabbos. My tekantai, how do you fix it? So you need to fast another fast to atone for fasting on Shabbos. Now that's uh, quite harsh. But the bottom line is, is that it's very powerful to fast on Shabbos, but it's still, you, you unfortunately, you gave up Oineg Shabbos, which is the, the enjoyment of Shabbos, so you have to make up and uh, fast another fast for that. Um, now we're going back to into Chana. Chana hiticha dvarim klape mala. Chana through words in, to Hashem. So these, we're going to see a series of examples of how people um, uh, threw words to Hashem, like almost um, were chutzpahdik in their request to Hashem. So uh, even though it was, uh, uh, you, you, it was a bit too far, you know, you, but nevertheless you learn uh, from them the, the absolute desperation that they had when they dove into Hashem, um, but it wasn't ideal that they should talk in such a, a tone towards Hashem. So it says that he threw up words to, towards Hashem. This is talking about Chana. Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, Vitit palal al Hashem, she davened on Hashem. What does it mean on Hashem? Melame chetichat varim klap emale. Al meaning upwards, above, towards Hashem. She threw her words above. Va'amar Rebbe Loza, Eliyahu, another example, Eliyahu tiach varim klap emale. Eliyahu, the prophet, he threw words up to Hashem. Shnemar v'atai sibota et libam achoranit. He basically, in the story of uh, the, uh, when you know he brought down, um, he he had a challenge to the prophets of Baal, where the Jews at that time were serving Baal, and he actually basically blames Hashem for um, for the Yetzirah that convinced the Jews to serve idols. So he says, you must forgive them because you're the cause of it. So he says, You turned their heart 
backwards. Where do we see that uh, Hashem responded to Eliyahu and, um, and uh, agreed to him that it was partially his fault, Hashem's fault, that the Jewish people sinned because of the Yitzhahara. Now that doesn't absolve responsibility of the Jews, but it does make it a little bit uh, make, gives us a more grounds for forgiveness. Okay, Aitan. So, and how do we see this? That Hashem responded in that He agreed. This that I did bad. Like I did bad by giving the Jews such a strong Yetzirah to serve idols. So it was partially Hashem's fault. Um, and uh, that Hashem forgave, forgave Eliyahu. And that was how the miracles came down and consumed Eliyahu's prophet, uh, con, uh, korban, but didn't consume the offerings of Baal, that famous showdown in Mount Carmel. Okay. If not for three psukim, the legs of those who hate Israel, referring to Jews that sin. We, we don't want to say that you know, the Jews who sin, we say, we call them the haters of the Jewish people, but they're actually referring in a euphemistic way to us who sin. If not for these three psukim, um, w- the Jewish people would, would lose their legs, uh, would be up, up undone would, um, in judgment to Hashem, meaning we wouldn't have a defense if not for these three psukim. Um, because basically they kind of show that Hashem is, uh, in, has influenced us to do bad. Because of Yitzhahora. Chad, as one Pasuk, Tichtif, as the Pasuk says, Vashem Heroiti, which we just read, that um, this that I did bad, Hashem admits to doing bad uh, by giving us a strong Yitzhahora. Vachad Tichtif, Hinei Kachome Biyada Yoitzer, as the clay in the potter's hand, Kain Atem Biyadi Beit Yisrael, you are in my hand, uh, like the, the Jewish, the house of Israel, meaning, um, I formed you in such a way and I formed you with a Yetzirah and because I did that I have to take some responsibility for it um, Vachad and another Pasuk Vasiroiti et Leiv Ha'even and I will remove, I will cut away the stone of your, of your heart Leiv Ha'even, a stone heart um, out of your flesh flesh and I'll give you a a flesh of uh, a heart of flesh, meaning Hashem placed us with a hard heart because He gave us this Yetzirah, this heart that unfortunately uh, does not um, uh, want to serve Him as much as we should. So Hashem was taking responsibility, so to speak, for giving us um, uh, the influence to sin. And, and because of that, He forgives us. And because of that, we merit to be judged more favorably. It's like when, you know, with all my students, I know what they have to, I know their nature, and I don't know their nature, but I know it's not easy for them to behave well or, or to learn hard, so I'm more forgiving because I know, I know of, uh, of, uh, of, you know, what types of people they are. Um, Rav Papa, Amar Mehacha, Rav Papa brings another pasuk to prove that uh, Hashem is influential on making us sin. Vet Ruchi etain bekevachem, and my sp- I will put my spirit within you, Vasiti ate Asher b'chukei 
and uh, you will cause you to walk in my statutes. Meaning, what you see from here is, I will cause you to walk in my ways. So obviously, uh, we'd have a natural inclination not to walk in Hashem's ways, and it's Hashem who made us that way. Um, okay, so just to, to summarize, it's, and it, it's something that we really need to take to heart, is we kind of need to be forgiving on ourselves because Hashem made us who we are. It doesn't absolve us of responsibility. It doesn't mean we can do whatever we want, but it does explain how we have such a tendency, unfortunately, to do uh, natural things that are very much, you know, physical desires because Hashem gave us those physical desires. Nevertheless, He also gave us the ability to overcome them. So don't ever think that we can't. Okay, now back to this, uh, this, in, this insolent prayer of our forefathers. First we saw Chana, second we saw Eliyahu Navi. Now we're going to see how Moshe insolently prayed to Hashem. Hashem, it says that uh, Moshe um, prayed to Hashem. Don't read it to Hashem with an Aleph. Again, on Hashem. Like we, Hashem, Moshe davened on Hashem. Because just as the, the Academy of Rabbi Elezer and Yaakov, they read Alfim, the letters Aleph, they sometimes read it as Ainin, as Ayin. So the word Al, which is with an Aleph, can be Al, read as an Ayin, Al. Ula Ainin Alfin, and sometimes we read Ayin as an Aleph. So it, it depends, sometimes the, the Psukim are learnt in different ways, and we swap an Aleph to an Ayin, for drosha purposes, and obviously it's not just made up. There's Masori involved. There's a, a you know, there's there's it's, it's it's a way of expounding the Torah. It's not just uh, you know making up droshas yourself, um, and that's what it means. That Moshe davened al Hashem. Where the house of Rabbi Yanai, they say we see that Moshe davened uh, insolently to Hashem from this pasuk. Vediza have. Um, uh, it refers to the sin of the golden calf as Dizahav. Why? My Vidizahav. What is this Vidizahav? Amri Debei Rabbi Yanai Kachamar Moshe Lifna Kodesh Baruch Hu. And this is what Moshe said to before Hashem. Reboyne Shaloilam, Master of the Universe, Bishvil Kesef Vezohav Shehishpata Lahem Nisro. Ad Shamru Daihu. Um, because Hashem, you gave them so much wealth when we left Egypt, enough wealth that you basically they said it's enough. We've got enough. We've got too much. Garam This caused them to sin in the golden calf. So dizahav means enough gold. If we didn't have gold, then we wouldn't have built the golden calf. So Moshe with chutzpah says to Hashem, it's really your fault that we, we did the golden calf. Because if we didn't have all that gold, we wouldn't have done it. Again, it doesn't mean we weren't responsible for it. We were. But Hashem, is just, Moshe is just using it as an extra reason to forgive us. Amri Debei Rabbi Yanai, Ein Ari Nohem Mitoch Kupa Shoteben. So now we're going to continue a little bit describing how the context or in the environment we find ourselves in can cause us to do 
to, to act up. It's like being on the beach, you know? It's not the, you know, it depends on what type of beach. If you're at the separate beach of Benay, it's great. If you're not at the separate beach of Benay, which, you know, didn't occur this year. So the beach is a context which can arouse you, Yetzirah. So listen to these uh, explanations. Amri de Rabbi Yanai, Ein Ari Noheg, Noheg mitokupa shel Teven. The Ari, the lion, doesn't uh, roar if, he, if he's amongst a basket of straw. You know, he doesn't eat straw, so he's not that um, aroused or, or, or passionate about straw. He doesn't eat it. But if he's got meat around, then he really gets stuck in and he gets excited, like a good bra for us, right? We get excited. Um, so basically, the context is what causes the Ari, the lion, to roar. So to, um, with the Jewish people, because we had so much money around, it allowed us to sin with the golden calf. There's a, an analogy uh, of a person who had a, um, a, a thin uh, cow, and, uh, and bony, you could see its limbs, you could see its like, organs, it, it was bony and thin. kashinim. Uh, uh, you gave him kashinim, which is like very nice animal food. And then it kicks because it got excited because you gave him a, a delicious food and wasn't used to it because it's thin. Who's the one that caused this, uh, this cow to kick out? It's because of this vetch that uh, you fed him, so you are responsible for making it act out. So don't think, you know, if you give a kid who's got uh, um, ADD sugar, don't think he's not going to go a bit crazy. You know, that's the uh, message. There's an analogy of a person, ben um, that he had, a, he had a son, um, uh, they, they, uh, he, they, they bathed him and they anointed him like they, they pampered him with oils. And they fed him and gave him to drink. And gave him money over his neck. And they placed him at the opening to a, to a house of prostitutes. So they basically made him somebody that's used to a lot of physical uh, pleasure and gave him the means to get more physical pleasure what can you what can the son do to not sin you've facilitated it you've, you've not you know forced him to do it but you've given him a, a, a hard chance that he will uh, and that's the same thing that Moshe argued with Hashem that he, he did to us this is what people say. Milay krisai, a full stomach, um, uh, zani bishay. Filling one's stomach is amongst the worst sins that one can commit. Um, why? As it says, Shneemar, kamar item, the um, when they were fed, they became full and satiated. Savu, the yarem libam, um, they became. Uh, they became uh, full, they were satiated, um, and then their hearts were lifted up. Yaram libam, their hearts were lifted up. Al-Kain and because of this, they forgot me. 
Meaning, because Hashem and because we ate and were so successful and were well fed, we unfortunately focus too much on our physicality and materialism and we forgot Hashem. But that's the same theme is that if you become too much of an opulent person, you land up forgetting about a Kodesh Baruch Rav Nachman Amamacha, Rav Nachman says a different pasuk to show you how your physical, uh, uh, too much physicality and materialism can make you forget about Hashem. Amamacha, Varam Levavecha, and your heart became haughty, was lifted up. Veshachachta et Hashem, and you forgot Hashem. Varabon and Amri, and the rabbis say, Mehacha from another pasuk, Vaacha, and you ate, Vesava, and you were satiated, Vedashan, and you became fat, Ufana, and you turned away to other gods because you were so physically um, uh, pleasured. Veibait Amah, alternatively, another pasuk, Mehacha, Veishman Yeshurun Vivat, Yeshurun became fat, and they kicked out in rebellion against Hashem. Okay, so those are a number of psukim the Mepharshim uh, explain or deal with why we needed so many psukim to explain the same thing. But after reading through all these psukim, you can see how influential uh, self-pleasure is in, in making you rebel against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, you know, unfortunately, and I know a lot of you guys, and we are in theory on holiday, but... Um, you know, some people say that Hashem doesn't come with you to holiday. You know, you forget a bit about Him because you're very much focused on your own physical enjoyment and it is very difficult. But you guys, you've come to a Daf Shavuot Shir in the middle of your holiday. You might even be at the beach at this time. Um, and uh, so you're showing that uh, despite holidays, you still are focused on serving a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Okay. Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Amar Rabbi Yonatan Minayin, Shechazar Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Where do we see that Hashem agreed um, uh, and uh, He responded to Moshe's response? Where do you see that? Vehoide Loyla Moshe, and He agreed to Moshe's um, argument against Him. Shneimar, as the pasuk says, Vekezev Yibati, and I've, I gave you a lot of money, a lot of silver, lahem, to them, vizav and gold, asula baal. And that's what happened. And you used it for baal, but Hashem admits that. Why did you use it for baal? Because I gave it to you. If I didn't give it to you, then you wouldn't have used it. So the, a very important message is to utilize the gifts that Hashem gives us for good, because unfortunately we can use it for bad, and then, you know, naturally He'll take it away from us because we're using it for bad, his intention was for us to use it for good. Okay, so that was a piece um, that really emanated from Chana's tefillah and how Chana and Eliyahu and Moshe, they davened with a bit of chutzpah towards Hashem, almost blaming Hashem for the sins of uh, the Jewish people. And in a certain degree, Hashem agreed. Um, okay, Vayadaber Hashem al Moshe. So now what, once we've discussed a little bit about the Egel Azahav, um, um, we, we're going to, and how Hashem uh, and how Moshe davened about the Egel Azahav in a bit of a chutzpahdik way to Hashem, we're now going to go into a bit of uh, the psukim about the Egel Azahav. But about Hashem and Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, go down. That's what Hashem said, 
um, when Hashem was when Moshe was on Har Sinai, and while he was on Har Sinai, the, the they sinned with the golden calf. So Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Lake Raid, go down. My Lake Raid, what is it to go down? I'm a Rebbe Lazar. Hashem says to Moshe, to Moshe, Moshe, raid meguru latcha, go down, not just from the mountain, but from your greatness. Klum natati gedoyla, I only made you great, elabishvil Yisrael, because of the Jewish people. That's why you merited to be great. Vachshav, and now Yisrael chatu, now the Jewish people have sinned. Ata lameli, what do I need you for? Gee, whiskers, how's that, eh? What do I need your, you to be so great for if the Jewish people have sinned? Either because you haven't been a proper leader to them or because they, they, they don't deserve my close connection to them and therefore you don't need to be there. I, I, you will lose out on being such a close prophet to me. And that's actually what happened after the sin of the spies is for uh, many years Hashem lost didn't have proper contact with Moshe because there was no need for that contact because the point of the contact was for the Jewish people and for the next 38 years the Jewish people were walking around the desert and dying off so there wasn't much of a reason for that close connection and prophecy uh, to Moshe okay so what happened Moshe got very upset when he heard this Miyad Tashash Koichosh Moshe he became very weak because he, he reasoned that my power of my tefillah, of my davening, um, it's, not so, it's, not so, it's not worth me davening for forgiveness because Hashem just said that, you know, I'm not really needed. Uh, and he didn't have power to speak. But then when Moshe, Hashem said, release me, meaning like stop davening to me, release me, allow me to do what I need to do, and then I will destroy them. When Moshe heard that, that in such in in certain way, Moshe was holding on to Hashem, stopping him from uh, destroying the Jewish people. Moshe said, "Amar Moshe, davar zed toloi This matter is dependent on me. Miyad amad v'nit chazaik. Immediately, Moshe stood up and was and felt and was strengthened. But in davening, ubikash rachamim, and daven to Hashem for compassion. And because he realized that he was, uh, Moshe, uh, Moshe did have the power of tefillah. And because he realized he was so necessary, he grew and, in, and made himself stronger. It's such a powerful message because often we don't feel that we're so important. And then when we're shown that we're important, we rise to the occasion. So here's an example. Moshe Lamelech. It's a, an analogy of a king, Shekas Albano, who got cross with his son. Vaya Makayu, and was striking him. Vaya Ohavol, and the king's friend was sitting before him while he was striking his, his son. Umit Lomarlo, Davar, and the friend was afraid to say anything to the king to defend the son. Amar Amelech, uh, the king said, Imale Ohavi, Zeh, if not for my friend being here, Sheyoshev Lefanai, who's sitting in front of me, Haragticha, I would kill him, I would kill you. I would kill you, my son. So what happened? The, the friend realized his presence is very influential. Amar Davazet Tolobi, so the friend says, this mat is dependent on me. Miyad Amad Vitzilo, he stood up and saved the son of the king because he realized 
that um, there's, that it was dependent on him. So so often in life, we feel we're not so important. But if we take responsibility for something, not only will we rise to the occasion, but through that we'll actually save the situation. Very, very important uh, idea. But and now, continuing in the psukim of the Chaita Ego, um, which we'll read also tomorrow um, on the fast day in the psukim of the of the laning. Um, it says, Vata Hanichali, Hashem says to Moshe, Leave me, like Vayichar Api, and let me get angry with the Jewish people. Vachalaim, um, and I will destroy them. and I'll make you, Moshe, a, a great nation. So, meaning, I will start again with the Jewish people from you. If not for this pasuk being written, it would be impossible to actually say it. It teaches us that Moshe was, so to speak, spiritually holding Hashem. Because Hashem says, leave me and then I'll be able to destroy them. But if not for you holding me in Tefillah, in Davening, I, I, I can't destroy them. Like a person who holds his friend, the big door, with his garment. And he's saying, and he says before Hashem, Master Universe, I will not let you go until you forgive them. Which is a beautiful idea I heard here was, what does it mean he's holding his beggar, his garment? Because you can't hold Hashem. Hashem's essence is... You know, we can't hold it. So a beggar, your clothing is what's outside of you, your, your clothes. So what it means is he's, we were, he was holding on, Moshe was holding on to Hashem's character traits, which is, so to speak, external to him. Meaning sometimes Hashem is kind, sometimes he's angry. So he was holding on to his character trait of forgiveness, of compassion. And th- in that way, he wasn't letting Hashem destroy them. So that the analogy is of a person holding and back somebody through his clothing, so to speak, Moshe was holding Hashem back through his clothing, through his character traits. Okay, then it says, and I will make for you, I will make you into a great nation, Vagomer. So Moshe thought to himself, but hold on a second. These people, the Jewish people that you're about to destroy, they are supported on, on a tripod with three foundational legs, right? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And yet, such a strong foundation is not enough to keep them. Meme, so he says, When you're angry, if you're going to base the new Jewish people on me, which is one leg, how much more so will you, in your times of anger, will you destroy them? Amazingly powerful idea. And not only that, um, I'll be embarrassed in front of my forefathers. You see the leader, the Jewish people will say that, why, that if I take this on and you destroy the Jewish people, and then what will happen? You will, um, the Jewish people will say that I, I wanted greatness for myself. And I agreed to you being destroyed and me taking on being the, the ultimate leader of the Jewish people. 
ולא ביקש עליהם רחמים, and I didn't ask for compassion for them. So I can't do that. I can't allow the Jewish people to be destroyed and me start again. Firstly, practically in the future won't work. It's not strong enough. And secondly, it will look bad on me because it, it would seemingly show that I didn't uh, beg for forgiveness for you guys. Okay, continuing the Psukim. Vayachal, Vayachal, Moshe et Pnei Hashem. And um, Moshe davened to Hashem. Now the language Vayachal is a strange language. And we're going to have a few descriptions or explanations of what that means. I'm, uh, I'm a bit scared I'm going to run out of time without realizing. I don't know how much longer I have. Um, but let's try and uh, keep on going until Zoom ends. Um, so uh, what is this language of, uh, of Vayachal, that Hashem, that Moshe davened? So it says like this. Um, it teaches us that Moshe stood in davening. Until, so to speak, um, uh, he became so tired and, and sick from chole. But that's what it means. Um, uh, so that's what it says, uh, that he davened so hard until he tired him. Varova amar ad nidro Until he um, removed the vow that Hashem had made to destroy the Jewish people. Um, the word echilu is also in the context of to, um, to uh, remove a vow. Ketiv uh, hacha, it says here, vayachal, over here that Hashem, that Moshe davened, uktiv hatam, and it's written over there by, um, by uh, removing a vow, lo yachal devaro, that if you make a vow, you shouldn't make your words yachal, like a, uh, you shouldn't um, loosen your words or you shouldn't um, r- um, make your words not strong. So you see that the word chal is connected to removing a vow. When you say something, you should keep to it. The opposite is vayachal. Vaamamar hu eino meichal aval acharim machlin lo. So it says that um, uh, you can't renounce your own vow, but others can renounce your vows. And you know that that's what we do on Erev Rosh Hashanah with Tarat Nidarim. We go in, t- in front of a Beit Din and they announce our vows. Ushmul Amar Melamed Shemasar Atzma Lemita This language of Vayachal is that Moshe risked his life um, for the Jewish people um, Alayim for us. Shneemar Vim Ayin Machaini Namisifracha And if you don't forgive the Jewish people, remove me from your book. Um, from the word Vayachal as well is connected with Chalal as in a corpse. So he, he made himself like a corpse in front of Hashem to say, rather kill me and forgive the Jewish people. Amarova Amarav Yisag Malamet Shehitchilu Alayim Midadrachamim Shehichla um, another interpretation is he caused it to rest. He, he caught, Moshe caused the character trait of of compassion of on on uh, on Hashem. So the word he from place upon. But Rabban and Amri and the Rabbah say Malamit Shamar Moshe Lifnaya Kodesh Baruch Hu Rabban Shalom Chulin Hulach. It is it is 
cheap. It is um, um, it is profanation. It's prof- profanation, meaning it's it's making your words uh, not holy. Um, if you did such a thing, um, why? Because it's like you're not keeping your promise to keep the Jewish people alive. So you not you making your words achulin like non-holy. Um, uh, and Moshe uh, daven to Hashem. Tanya says in the brighter, Rabbi Lezer Agadol Oimer, Melamet Shamad Moshe Betfila Hashem. It, it shows you that, it teaches you that Moshe stood in prayer before Hashem until Achilu um, got him, until it, it took him, until this disease, Achilu, took Moshe. And um, my Achilu, what is Achilu? I'm a Rabbi Lazar, it's like fire in the bones. My Aishalatzamud, what is this? Amarabaya Ishata de Garmi. It's fire in the bones. The, the Aramaic translation doesn't really uh, explain much for us, but it, it's some type of disease of like pain. Um, and the, the Psukim continue um, also just trying to analyze the, the verses connected to Chaita Ego and how Moshe Davin for the forgiveness of the Jewish people but we've run out of time so we're going to continue uh, um, next time which will be next week um, uh, where we'll please God finish the Amud and continue on to the next Amud Shkach for joining have a wonderful Shabbos and a meaningful fast everybody cheers guys